Hello and welcome to another Guildhall School podcast. Uh, today I'm here with some of our BA Video Design for Life Performance students and some of our staff to talk about Blackout, which is a, an upcoming video design and sound installation at Tower Bridge in the Bascule Chamber, which is inspired by the Blitz photography of Arthur Cross and Fred Tibbs. I'm really pleased to be joined by Dan Shorten, who's our lecturer in video here at Guildhall, Tom Downing, who's a design realisation assistant, and Andrew Monks and Laurie Lumley, who are Video Design for Life Performance students. Thanks for joining us, guys. Hi, thank you for having us. Dan, we'll launch over to you to start with. Can you okay. tell us a little bit about the, the project at Tower Bridge? This is the, the second we've done in, in the Bascule Chamber. How did, it, how did it all come about? Yeah, like you say, this is the second time we've been into the chamber for a project. It all kicked off with um, one of our colleagues from um, the City Library, Sarah Pink, introduced us to the folks over at the Tower because mm. they, they sort of had some ambitions to do some live events down in the Bascule and they'd been working with Totally Thames Festival and they'd done some small music performances in there. And we got chatting about what the possibilities of doing something more technically ambitious might mm. be. So they invited us to go over and have a look and uh, we tried to kind of like transform the entire space by taking whole bunch of projectors and speakers and and doing a kind of like complete um reworking of the space and it went really well last year uh, we were sort of given free reign to kind of do whatever we want we just did a response to the environment really um but this year um when we got invited back again we again spoke to the lovely sarah um at the library and she uh has actually commissioned this work so mm. working with the police museum we were looking for a subject that would be interesting to work with and we uh, decided we settled on these uh, photographs from Cross and Tibbs. So it's, it's a different approach this year in as much as it's very focused on a theme, mm. on a story, on a real piece of history. And uh, we've sort of broadened uh, what we're trying to do by rather than having the space split up into different sections, we're now trying to kind of do a more immersive, complete transformation. And uh, Andrew and Laurie, can you tell us how, how you guys fit into the project? Like, what are, you, what are you leading on and what are you working on at the moment? So I'm working as the uh, associate designer with another third year student, uh, Ruri. We're partly responsible for the main space. So everything that's projected in the main space, we've, um, we're in charge of creating. So we've had an extensive period of like research with the partners on this project. So the, um, the LMA who hold all the uh, Cross and Tibbs pictures, mm -hmm. who were these two wartime photographers who worked for the City of London Police. We did a lot of uh, research this project. We spent a lot of time in the archives, going through lots of these uh, old documents, uh, lots of different reports during the Blitz. And uh, we're now in the phase of actually creating the content for the, uh, for the show. Awesome. And Laurie, how do, you, how do you fit in? What's your role on the, um, the project? Along with a colleague of mine called Mia, we're both um, sharing the roles of production manager and technical manager. So as technical manager, we're responsible for all the systems and the operations and sorting out all of the equipment for video, lighting, sound and everything that's technical in the space. And then production management, we're looking after uh, looking at risk assessments and budgets and just kind of like generally organising the schedules and making sure that people are communicating between each other. Mm -hmm. So no pressure then. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andrew, how have you gone from the kind of the research you've done with the photography and all of that how have you gone from that to like the designs that you're going to be putting into the space well we looked at several different ways of bringing the wartime pictures to life because at the you know there's over 500 of these images of literally almost like rubble mm. so we thought how can we you know a way of displaying the images without them just almost looking like a slideshow or a repetitive theme so mm. we uh we looked into one way of using like a parallax to bring the pictures to life 
so integrating elements of like smoke. Uh, so it looks like different parts are moving. So it's like a moving picture. Uh, we also went through the stage of colorizing all the images. So we now have 500 of the images, oh, sorry, 100 of the images that are now uh, colorized. So that's one uh, design kind of approach we've looked at for the actual specific pictures. Uh, we've also, working with Tom, we, uh, we're looking at some of the recordings. We did some of the interviews with mm -hmm. some of the two people that lived through the Blitz. So thinking of how we can integrate that into the, uh, the whole sort of experience. And Tom, over to you. How, do, how does um, design realization come into the, the project and the event? Well, I think usually design realisation is tasked with um, realising the designs that happen in-house within theatre, but mm. it's um, an ambition of mine and of Dan's as well to actually bring in more of the more of the school community to work on, on these external projects. Mm. So um, we saw the opportunity to perhaps bring in some physical elements, some props, some scenery, scenic dressing and theming of the space. And um, we've, we've tried to involve some students to come along and get on board with the project. And without giving too much away for the people who are going to be going there what kind of things have you come up with to to bring people through the space uh well we've looked at we've looked at things to do with the blitz um to do with the uniforms that were worn by mm. people that were working in london at, at that time uh, we've also looked at the spaces there and come up with some site-specific responses to to those rooms and spaces and create props that tie into the blitz and tie into the elements of the photography I think as well there's been a kind of crossover between what some of the ideas that the video students have and trying to uh, uh, trying to bring those into a physical space. Mm. So rather than it just being about the projection or just being about screen technology, it's about how can the different skill sets from different groups, of uh, different members of the team come together to sort of bring a richer contribution to the project. So, for example, one of the students, Toby, um, has came up with an idea where he wanted to put a treatment onto a series of buildings from the photographs but then Tom has taken those images and uh, used the what what is the piece of kit called uh, laser cutter yeah yeah we La the, the laser cutter yeah. <laughs> yeah we work with lasers uh, <laughs> the laser cutter to um, to cut out pieces well why don't you explain the process yeah, well so we've, we've taken elements of the actual original photography we've digitized parts of those to create cut lines what we call vectors and we've put those vectors into the machine to actually cut out those shapes mm. that have been taken straight from the photography and then to take those physical objects and then to put the photography back onto them so it's sort of twisting where where the picture is how it's being used mm. and presenting it to the viewer in a different way it's creating surfaces for the projection mm. to go on yeah, and that just that, that from a workflow point of view is just a nice kind of like backwards and forwards between the sort of creative momentum being with the video team and then with the realization mm. team and then back again and it it's just a really nice kind of way of working and like tom was saying we this is the sort of project that we're hoping can just nurture this collaborative process mm. with because there's so many different skills in the school um, and it's nice to not work in just a little niche group all the time yeah you know some of those things are great and we enjoy doing those really specialist things but when we can open up that offering and become a richer kind of cross-school platform then then we all get really excited about that yeah. And what is it about the, the theme for this project that really got your ideas playing? Why, why did you pick the, the Cross and Tibbs photography? Um, well, I think, you know, it's one of the most sort of profound pieces of history from, from London's past, obviously. Uh, and we all knew that. But what, what I think really kind of... So even after we decided on what the subject was going to be, mm. I think really what kind of got us really motivated was just 
not ever, none of us are from a generation that have lived through something like this, that have lived through a, a significant war, and to kind of be um, exposed to the kind of level of damage and the kind of things that people had to go through, the fear that must have been involved, but also the perseverance that was involved, those kind of like little inspirational human stories mm. combined with the, the kind of like the physical impact on the city. That was just really kind of inspiring. I remember standing outside the Guildhall with Howard, uh, Howard Bench from the, from the library one day and him saying, oh, if we stood here and looked towards Barbican, it would have just been open space. Oh, wow. And you kind of get this kind of sense of scale yeah. about it. And with the photographs, like Andrew was saying earlier, there's so many of them that when you first look through them, you kind of just get numb because there's just so many. You kind mm. of, they stop having any impact. But then you get past that point and you're still looking and you're still looking and there's still more. And rather than numb, you become kind of just dumbfounded by the fact that this is the whole city. Yeah. The whole city just completely devastated. Um and it's just a challenge, I think, for us now to kind of look back on that as a group of people who haven't experienced something of that nature and try and do it justice and try and be kind of faithful to it and um, not glorify it or, you know, this is not an action movie. Mm. This is a, a treatment on a piece of London's history. Mm. Laurie, as, as technical manager, what are some of the, the challenges that you've you found for, for working in a, in a space like the Basque Chamber? I think the Basque Chamber is quite a un unique space. It's not something or a kind of space that you get to work in every day. The Basque mm. Chamber is um, when the bridge uh, opens up for a lift, they, they have these massive counterweights that um, are used to help lift the bridge up. And when the bridge is down, there's the negative space which the um, counterweights used to be in, and mm. that's the Basque Chamber. And we're also in another chamber called the Accumulation Chamber, which is just a chamber for the descent down to the Basque Chamber. So you're effectively under the water. It's a difficult space to work in technically because of the kind of environment it's in. It's, it's quite wet down there. It's not um, a very hospitable place for equipment like projectors, mm. lights, um, speakers as such. Um, so there's a lot of things that we have to overcome in terms of um, housing those pieces of equipment. Also, the common problem that we always have on a lot of gigs is projectors overheating. Um, and that's another difficulty we've been facing. Yeah. Also, just doesn't help having to carry all of that really heavy stuff down loads of stairs. Mm. No, you can't put a screw in any of the walls. I mean, this is this is Tower Bridge. You can't start drilling holes in and yeah, putting up bits of scaffold. So we have to think around it. Yeah, mm. and if it rains, the water comes in. Mm. And <laughs> so, there's no, there's not like there's plugs in there. There's no, there's no power. We have to bring yeah. a generator in. We do. We've got to take yeah. the cables all the way down. You can't get a generator through the door. You can't get scenery through the door because it's a normal sized door. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's challenging. So you've made life easy for yourself. Well, absolutely, yeah. And and there's kind of like the cherry on the cake is that should a boat want to come through, they have to lift the bridge and we have to move all of the stuff out of the way and then put it all back in again. So, so we've um, got like a really to time evacuation plan. Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. We've got two days between the press night and opening night this year. So I think we'll just be uh, running drills of <laughs> how to move all the stuff in and out at speed. Envy you I think it is something it. really exciting for someone of my age and just someone in this course that we get to work in spaces like this because mm. when I was just in my art foundation I did um, art and design in Camberwell you're doing a project and you're maybe just in a room sharing with another 50 people and maybe your mum and your sister are going to come and see it um, whereas this is going to it's a real life event that members of the public are paying to come and see and also you're working in this amazing space that you wouldn't normally even get to see let alone work in yeah and so you guys have worked on quite a few 
I'm not going to say similar projects because this is pretty unique in, in, in the space and the, the, um, the theme, but you've worked on quite a few of these projects over the course of your, your study here at Guildhall. Are they all quite similar? Do you approach them in the same way? What kind of things do you, do you take away from them? Uh, in terms of like the projection mapping, they're all, I think they're all similar, but they're all, it's, all the time it's a different space. Mm. And, and a lot of the time it hasn't been done on that building before, for example, mm. so with kind of the first people like Tower Bridge, it's the first time we've actually any projection, I believe, so have been done down there. In the Bascule, yeah. In the Bascule, so kind of it's it's just about, there's, there's nothing to base it on, or it's like mm. all kind of, it's a new, it's every, every situation is a new, it's a new, it's a new like task, basically, mm. in terms of some of the events we've done, like uh, like at Glastonbury and stuff like that, they're, they're all very different, but they all, they're all very responsive to the, the shape, the space. Mm. Is it different creatively this time? Very. This has got a very strong theme. Like like Dan said earlier, like last year it was just kind of responding to to the space and it had a kind of a rough a rough theme, but not it's not like this where there's a there's we've got a script, you know, there's you know, uh, recorded some audio. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a lot more structured, I think, this one. Yeah, I mean we actually have brought in one of our graduates to come in and help support the design of 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 the, the particularly the bascule part of the show. Um, his name is Alex Urigello, and he is a graduate from the TTA program. But he specialised in video whilst he was with us, and since graduating has been working in video, but obviously mm. more in the theatre world. And this, I think, is the closest crossover that we've had between one of our kind of like external video mapping projects mm. and what would more typically be a theatrical design. It's mm. like Andrew's saying, we've got a script, mm. there is a story, there's a character and we hear mm. his voice throughout and it develops. So being able to not just say, here's some cool looking flashy lights, yeah. um, but yeah. to be able to sort of say, think about these things. Mm. Yeah. That's something I really enjoy about Guildhall. Um, and I kind of felt it coming through into the course more when I did the VR project in Leadenhall and in this project as well, that um, you have so many teams working together and you have to write a script and you have to, you get um, an external music person to come in and they can do a recording for you. And you've just got all these different departments working together, which is what it's going to be when we go out into the real world. Um, so I find it that really exciting. I think another thing is um, that I enjoy about the course, it's scary, but I enjoy about it, is you just get thrown in the deep end. You do have the support if you need, if you need it, but you are just kind of thrown out there and you have to take on these roles. Um, and it's, it's a daunting process, but I think it really, really teaches you to think on your feet, which mm. is something that you definitely need um, in, in any aspect of life. Mm. And what have you particularly enjoyed about the, the process so far for, for Blackout? To me, the research point of view, because I, I, I didn't know, I have to admit, I don't know much about the Blitz. And even through this whole process, I've learned so much about more like the Second World War blitz in, in London. So I think as well as doing these projects, you also learn a lot knowledge wise, if mm. you know, especially when you have to do a lot of research. Like we had to do a lot of research into you know the photographers, you know, the specific locations that they took shots of. So I think that's one thing you can take away from this project specifically. You learn a lot, not just like video based, but also like generally about such a big event that happened that if you walked around London now you wouldn't even know that happened you know with the buildings now yeah so like going through a lot of those images was it's like wow is that actually you know is that actually what happened to like where Guildhall was or where the Barbican was you mm. know that site so um that was quite interesting to see to see the comparison yeah I think in the future I'd like to do design mostly but I do really enjoy the fact that we get to um look at the technical aspect and one thing that's been really useful and I have kind of enjoyed myself is um just looking at it all as a whole and how it comes together if you're looking at your budget and you have to um we're putting lighting in the space and lighting is something I'm not so much familiar with but we'd be getting advice on and putting sound in the space along with the video setting up the systems how they're going to work um I find that something that's quite interesting for me I think that 
the most exciting thing about this project has been it's the first project since we started the degree program so now in the third year it's the first project where i've been able to kind of really let go of the creative process and allow the students to kind of take the reins which has been great um you know that obviously when we started this program that was always the ambition but when you start you don't have a second year and a third year you only have first year students course, yeah. so although you want to kind of get them involved and in on a project straight away there's only so much that they're able to kind of like take on board they did a fantastic job of coping with what we were throwing at them but it takes time you know so now to finally be coming into the sort of halfway through the third year of the program and to be able to put students in design roles and pretty much walk away and say over to you guys um has been really good uh so we'll see how um it's a hell of a lot of pressure <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's saying that we're smiling but i'm thinking inside there's a lot of pressure but uh yeah for sure that's that's how i felt like this this is like the first time where we were actually in control of um like fully um mm. you know, solely in, in charge of what will eventually be seen in a couple of weeks time yeah so there's a there's a tremendous lot of pressure. Don't miss it out. Yeah, see. <laughs> but yeah. Mm. How about you, Tom? Well, I think for me it's been a it's been a good opportunity personally for me to get involved in the work of VDLP, which you know I've been interested in for as long as I've worked here. But my my background is as a as an artist, as a spatial artist, as a musician, and I'm used to responding to a brief. But very often uh, on the course that I'm on, we're, we're working towards designs that have been provided by professional designers. So it's really good to work with people generating original material from the, from the start, and then bringing in all those kind of elements of prop making, scenery, construction, and all mm. those things that, that, we, that, that I know about that we can add, add to that process. So I've just enjoyed that collaboration and, le and me learning about what they do more. And uh, without giving too much away of, of your secreted design plans and everything, can you give us an idea of, you know, if someone's coming to the to Blackout, what are they going to experience? What's it uh, going to be like? Do you want to start from the top? The, uh, yeah, I'm not trying um, to switch. Okay, well, <laughs> that might give me some time to think about it. <laughs> I don't know how much to give away. It's an immersive theatrical experience. Mm -hmm. It's based around the Blitz. We've... We've styled that place out. We've styled the internal place to create a little bit of confusion for the viewer as to whether it's flipping between one particular space or another kind of space. So while it exists as a, as a sort of undergroundy, uh, brick-lined building, we're also bringing mm -hmm. in suggestions that perhaps we're not, we're not in, in the bridge itself. We could be somewhere else. But I don't want to give too much away. Oh, suitably intriguing. Mm. And how about in the, in the main chamber? Um, the story is being told through uh, one of the wartime photographers, so it's it's almost like uh, he's writing that all this all this has been written up, and it's like a like a recollection of all his thoughts, mm. the events, uh, and we're responding to the the text that um, that Rob Rob wrote. Yeah, I guess it's kind of it's a story told through um, Fred Tibbs, mm -hmm. who was one of the wartime photographers. I think the experience leading up to the up to the main show is is sort of to sort of bring you into the environment of that time. Well, one of the conversations we had early on was that it would be impossible to do an honest air raid experience. This was something that we it would just wouldn't feasibly be possible to do. Yeah. Um, you know, no matter how kind of um, spectacular your special effects are. The fact that there is no threat, that there is no danger there, then you're never going to be able to kind of uh, evoke within the audience an, a kind of true impression of what it must have been and felt like. 
So we've had to kind of think about this more as a series of abstractions, as a series mm. of treatments that we can kind of consider and think, okay, it might have felt a bit like this, but then step back to a different kind of reality where we're where we're maybe observing or maybe we're we're being provoked to question and think and be grateful that we're not actually there mm. and all of these kind of processes so there is a story there is a thread there is something that holds it all together but there's also kind of like this play around with um sort of present time and reflective time mm. and that experience begins from the moment you arrive from the moment you get there submersion begins oh, that's an intriguing note to end yeah. <laughs> Oh, a huge thanks to Dan, Tom, Andrew and Laurie for, for joining us for this podcast. Blackout runs from the 23rd to the 25th of March at Tower Bridge and you can find out more at gsmd.ac.uk slash blackout to find out more about the event and to get your tickets. You can also find out more about the BA Video Design for Life Performance Programme at gsmd.ac.uk slash video. Uh, follow us at Guildhall School on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and Video Design or at Guildhall Video Design on Instagram as well. See what they're up to at the moment. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Mark. Thanks. Cheers.